Okay, Bezrat Hashem, an interesting piece from the Pidchei Sharim. Nativ Partsuf Erch Anpin, chapter 11, and going in about 10 lines or so. He says, we're explaining about food. Food. Food is very interesting. That there were ten statements of creation. The first one was kind of a quasi-statement more. It's called a thought. was in the beginning Hashem created the heavens and the earth. And then there are nine other statements. Let there be light. Let there be a firmament, let there be fish, etc., etc. And there's different opinions about what exactly constitutes the other nine statements. But according to at least his opinion, the the Haver, the last one, the last statement, interestingly, which is creating the universe, is where God is saying, Behold, I'm giving you food. I'm giving you grasses and vegetation to eat. That's the last statement of creation. Very interesting. So he's going to explain why. Just as an aside, Rabbi Ingram, my rabbi, is always talking about how the 10 days of repentance from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur is 10 days. And those are paralleling these 10 statements of creation. And kind of ironically... So if you go in order, so Yom Kippur is the 10th day in this 10-day cycle, and it's paralleling, it's lining up with this statement of, I'm giving you this food, which is kind of funny because you don't eat on Yom Kippur. Everybody knows that. So what's that all about? Maybe we'll talk about that another time. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, so he's going to explain, why is this a, a statement of creation? Why is the statement, which is creating food and nourishment, how is that building worlds? Okay, so we can think just logically, okay, I get it, because food, eating, is keeping me alive, and my existence in my body is, in a sense, part of creation. Like, I'm a part of creation, my body is a part of creation, my soul, my soul staying in my body is an aspect of this creation, it's all one creation. So nourishment is that which is tying all the levels together. It's tying the soul to the body. It's tying all aspects of life force. Everything gets nourishment. And what nourishment does is it ties the spiritual levels to the physical levels. So in a sense, in one way, you can say it's the all-encompassing statement of creation in that it's tying all of creation together. It's tying all the spiritual levels to the levels below. And that makes sense too if it's the 10th statement of creation. So the 10th item of any set is in a sense the all-inclusive item because it's the last item in a set. It's tying together everything in the set to make 10. So too, this concept of nourishment, it's completing the set. Anyway, what does he say? This statement of creation, 
as the other statements of creation, was injecting spiritual power into the universe. And in this case, this statement was injecting into the universe the power that food and all things, in a sense, should have a nourishing quality. The Kol And I'm wondering if you can extend this to not just food, like more literally food, but there's also intellectual nourishment. Like just as we get nourishment from food for our bodies, we also get nourishment for our minds and souls through books and things which nourish our minds. Just the brilliant qualities in this universe, which we study them and we nourish our sense of curiosity to understand beauty and perfection from the creation itself it nourishes the scientific mind anyway but for sure this statement of creation was injecting into food items their nourishing quality that they should actually have this ability now to keep us alive like that was the last act of creation was giving over to food items those abilities to keep us alive okay that the verse says, we read it last week in Akev, that it's not just bread alone which keeps you alive, but there's a, the word of God, the, the spirit of God. The, we know that everything is created through godly speech, and therefore there's this amazing idea that tucked away into anything you'd ever eat is this word of God that was always waiting for you to activate it and be enlivened by it. So it's not just the bread, but it's the spirituality in the bread that keeps you alive. And mystically speaking, at that point in the ten statements of creation, you have to say that in a sense, all those aspects of the word of God were distributed out into all the food that would ever be. Well, what do you mean? There wasn't the wheat that grew in this year's crop wasn't around thousands of years ago and when the world was being created. So how can you say that the creator was already putting his energy and life force in the loaf of bread that I had yesterday? How was he doing that at the beginning of time? That bread was nowhere to be found. There wasn't even a planet Earth right at the beginning, in a sense. Or if there was, where was the bread, right? It was thousands of years before that crop ever was harvested. So you have to say again, here's this... Over and over we're seeing this beautiful concept that... Everything was already created in space of possibility, in the possibility field, so while the wheat might not have yet grown out of the field of dirt and soil until thousands of years later, but there was a field of possibility where that spiritual potential of one day the bread reaching my table, in that space of spiritual potential, in fields of potential, that loaf of bread, which was one day destined for me to eat it, was already receiving its life-giving quality from the mouth of the Creator in this tenth statement of creation. Okay. 
Maimer Azehu Chaitim Kol Maisi Bereishis Vukiuma Shekol Nivraim Tzrichim Lamazon Vukiuma. Right. So he says, this tenth statement of creation that behold, I am giving you food to eat, which is another way of saying behold, I place in every food item now and until the end of time that it should have this quality of giving you existence. This was the final of the ten statements of creation, and it was the seal of the activity of creation. And he's explaining why. Why is this the cap? Why is this the final tying together of the creation process? And he's saying, basically what we said, I guess I'd read it before, it's intuitive, but he, now he's saying it explicitly. This is the, the, the final culmination of the creative process, is this injecting into food items their ability to keep everything alive and nourish things because it's the seal of the creative process. It's what keeps the creation hanging together. The basic experience of eating and staying alive and keeping my soul attached to my body or keeping the life force of a tree attached to the physical casing of a tree as everything is alive. This is the final seal and culmination of the creative process because it's tying together all the other elements which were already created. But the concept of eating and staying alive is the, is the final seal of that process as it's culminating it and tying together all the other elements which were already created in the prior nine statements. So that's why it's the tenth culminating act of creation. Okay. Famazon who Okay, now we're getting a little specific. What exactly is happening when you eat? What happens is that, in a sense, there are two basic levels that are playing out in time and space. There are five levels of the soul. Nefesh... There are five levels of the soul. Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chai, Yechida. And he's saying, what happens when you eat? Okay. <clears throat> Eating and food is what's connecting the levels of Ruach to Nefesh. So there are five levels of the soul. Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chai, Nefesh is talking about that aspect of the soul, which is the life force in the body, essentially. Ruach is essentially talking about that aspect of life force, which is the signal or impulse from the transcendent levels of the soul as they are entering the body and spreading out into the body. This is generally referencing the levels of the spirituality coming from the heart and that the heart is pumping life from the brain and beyond <coughs> into the rest of the body. So essentially right here we can say that the idea of eating is to connect the higher levels of the soul to the lowest level of the soul, which is the nefesh. <laughs> so therefore, food must be partaking that it contains both an aspect of the levels of ruach and nefesh. That level of the, the that food must have something in it that is related to the lowest level of the soul, which is the nefesh, which is the life force in the body, as well as that second level of the soul, the ruach. That since food is connecting these two bottom levels of the soul, therefore it must be having partaking of elements of these two levels of the soul. 
הרוח והנפש והנפש הוא שוט ודגוף וקשר בגוף. ועשו את הקישור הזה שבכל מחל יש בו ארבע יסודות סרמה. And the secret of how food makes these connections is that in all food items there are the four basic elements <coughs> fire, air, water, and earth. לפי מזג כל גוף כך הוא מחל ולחזק דל יסודות שלו. That according to everybody's different constitution of their body, different people, some guys are more fiery, some guys are more watery, some guys are more earthy, etc. And according to what his body needs, Hashem mysteriously prepares for him every day the specific food he's going to need to sustain his specific body type. And when the verse is saying, not only on bread does a person live, but also... or primarily the person lives from the word of God and the food, so that is primarily talking about the, the secret of the four ethereal elements of ruach, or spirit, of that second highest level of the soul aspect in the food. And that's the spirituality in the food. So food is... On the one hand, has an aspect of food which is mainly sustaining the nefesh level, which is related to the body. But there's another elevated level of food which is sustaining the concept of the ruach, or the spirit of life, which is that transfer energy connecting the higher level of the soul to the lower level of the soul. The fascinating point here is that the word for food, mazon, is the same numerical value as Zman, which is time, plus an extra Vav. And the word time, Zman, is the same numerical value of a divine name of Hashem called Ma, which is a numerical value 45, as well as Ban, which is numerical value 52, which is a numerical value of animal, and together they equal time. So what does time have to do with food, he's going to say. Wow. So the fascinating connection between food and time is that it takes so much time to continually connect these two levels of the soul together via food. And in a really cool way, the whole mathematical calculations of time and what defines time and these things that... Think about it for a second, that... If you eat food, you're buying more time for yourself. But really that means that food is keeping time going. As long as the levels of the soul of your soul are connecting together, you have more time. In another deeper way, time is all that it takes for us to eat, meaning time is what we're given in order to continuously connect the higher levels of our soul into our body. Like, why does a person live 80 years, 90 years, 120 years, God willing? It's so that he would have so much time in his life to eat, but why is he eating? He's eating in order to keep being in his body, and the reason he keeps being in his body is to pump more spirituality into his body. As Rabbi Nachman is telling us, that we have to be kind to our body. We have to give our body understandings of Hashem. 
So it's almost like the reason that we have this time in this earth is to continuously invest the spiritual part of ourselves and carve it into our body. Well, how do you do that? You do that by staying alive. You stay alive by eating. So therefore, eating is what gives you the time to keep carving your soul into the physical world and primarily into your body. Okay, so that's the connection between food and time. Here's another fascinating connection to this. Had Adam, what did Adam do? What was his sin? He ate from the tree of knowledge. And what happened after Adam ate from the tree of knowledge? The tikkun, the great repair that would have taken only so little time, is now taking 6,000 years. So this is a very fascinating thing. Since Adam messed himself up and messed all of us up since we were all inside of Adam, so we really all messed ourselves up because his sin was all our collective sin. Anyway, we're all collectively responsible. We were all there inside of him doing the sin with Improper eating of the tree of knowledge. Fascinating. So what this does is, instead of the great act of inscribing the great soul into the one great body in the concept of Adam and Eve, which could have been done so quickly in the Garden of Eden, now, since he messed food up, so now food is messed up, and now the whole task and project which food is helping us accomplish which is to inscribe the soul into the body, that is now taking so much longer because food and eating is so intrinsically tied up with time, which is how long does it take to inscribe the soul into the body via being alive, via eating. This is fascinating. When Adam ate from the tree of knowledge, what was this? That in the tree of knowledge of good and evil, there was grabbing onto it the idea of the sitra achra, the evil, which is at that point called a klipas noga, at the bottom levels of holiness, meaning he connected with this tree of knowledge of good and evil, which was he was connecting to all aspects of the realities of the universe, which had not been totally clarified from their illusory husks, and which were left over to be dealt with properly through our choice. He let all that negativity enter into, so to speak, his nefesh level of the soul, that aspect which is tied to the body. And then automatically, that negativity which got mixed in, this is a great line, all that negativity which got mixed into his soul, his nefesh, it got mixed into all food items also. Since Adam's nefesh, since his body life force in the body aspect got messed up and therefore all of ours got messed up because all of our nefesh was in his all of our life body life force was in his therefore all food got messed up as well because f- all food items are really just 
extensions of the person that he's going to need to feed his nefesh. So if the nefesh, if all collective nefashot, if all connective light force in bodies got messed up by the sin of the tree of knowledge, therefore all of our nefashot got messed up, all of our lowest levels of the soul got messed up, and therefore by extension all food in the world got this taint to it also because food is only coming to be related to each individual nefesh. Well, if all the individual nefeshot got messed up, therefore, by extension, all the food got messed up also. Because all food is coming from the spiritual root of each person's life force. So if all the life forces in everybody's body for all time got messed up by this tree of knowledge, so thereby as well, all food got messed up since it's related to all of our life force. And therefore, fast, last fascinating point for now, just as a person has to struggle and strive intensely to improve his character traits that the bad ones they're mainly are the, the bad ones are mainly those bad traits that are stuck to the life force in the body our jealousy our anger our desires are really mainly found in that aspect of the life force which is attached to our body in the same way a person has to struggle to work and make money and and battle with the physical world to get his food because they're related Food, it says this is the secret of the verse that after Adam sins, Hashem says the ground is going to sprout forth thorns and thistles, meaning food is going to be severely degraded. Whereas in the future, it says that in the times of Olam Haba and Mashiach, the, the, the ground will give forth like baked cakes, like we won't have to go through any food processing. But the reason we have to go through so much food processing and by extension so much struggle and making a living is because since our nefesh got messed up by the sin of the tree of knowledge, so the, the, the negativity of food and the struggle to extract food is reflecting our struggle to fix our messed up life force in the body. So one complements the other. The, right, Adam is punished that he has to work hard, and we are all punished that we have to work hard to get our sustenance. That itself is going to be a way of fixing up our bad character traits by humbling us. It's all very interestingly interconnected. Yeah. All right. Okay, that's it for now. So the bottom line is that this issue of extracting food and eating in order to connect the highest levels of our soul to the nefesh, to that lowest level of the soul in the body, this is defining, in a sense, our whole life, right? We know, like, at the end of the day, you got to eat, right? It says, and the, 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 the Gemara is asking, we know, it says, Kol amal adam all toil of a person is for his mouth. 
the Gemara says, is it to feed your mouth with food, or is it that your mouth should be toiling in Torah, that it should be constantly speaking in Torah? And the answer is for Torah. But why is it talking about that? And Torah is called food. Torah is called sustenance. Because we have to understand that even when we're out there struggling to feed ourselves, we have to understand this is a part of Torah as well. This is a part of the whole picture of why we're alive, which is to go through the time it takes to refine our souls to the challenges of finding our food, eating it properly, and connecting all the levels of our soul to the to the lowest level of the soul and the body, which is itself the final act of creation, that tenth statement of creation, Baruch Hashem.